0: All right let's do this. How are you what the fuckers what the fuck Nicks what the fuck buddies what the fuck what's happening I'm Mark Marin this is my podcast. Thanks for being here. How's it going? I should be in Vermont as I'm saying this So let's pretend like I am I, I did record it yesterday but uh, but I'm I'm here in Vermont today where if everything went as planned, I should be waking up. Uh, in Vermont, and you're waking up wherever you are or you're at work already. Whatever the case, that's what's happening. I I actually am not really in Vermont. I'm at home recording this the morning before, yesterday morning. Perry Farrell's on the show today from Jane's Addiction and from uh, Porno for Pyros and from Perry Farrellism. Perry Farrell's here today. He's got a lot going on. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but he's got a lot going on. Oh yeah, well he does have his first solo album in eighteen years, Kind Heaven. That's available tomorrow, June seventh. It's a good record. It's a Perry Farrell record. That's what he's got going on. But that isn't all, folks. That is not all. There's a lot going on around Perry Farrell and inside Perry Farrell, and you will you will get a sense of that shortly. So information. I have information. Hold on. I'm gonna tell you. Here's some information that you've been waiting for. Toronto. Toronto, I will be part of the uh, Just for Laughs 42 in Toronto. I will be performing in Toronto on September 19th. I'll be at uh, JFL 42 in uh, in Toronto, Canada. Now, uh, here's what's happening today. They have a pre-sale today, Thursday, June 6th. It started at 10 a.m. I don't know when you're listening to this, and it goes uh, till the till Friday. Uh, at 10 a.m and uh, you can go to the link on my site or you can go to uh, jfl42.com the password the password is 42 comics for that pre-sale all right there you go Toronto September 19th for the JFL festival I have some other information on my phone. okay here we go. this is direct from uh, the director. I have been told that the film I made with Lynn Shelton called Sword of Trust is going to be screening in Dallas, Texas on June 9th at the Oak Cliff Film Festival and on June 14th and June 16th at the Provincetown Film Festival in Provincetown, Massachusetts. Okay, so that's, uh, that's exciting. All right, uh, those, those will be happening. And I'm in, Ver- I'm in Vermont tonight in Burlington. I'm here already. We're hoping those shows are sold out. And hopefully by the time uh, you're hearing this I've I've downloaded the Turo app and I'm driving someone else's car. I got some serious shit to talk to you about. I wanted to uh to actually yeah, this is important. I want to let you know this because it's a you know it's important. It's important for podcasters and it's important for creative people of all kinds. If you listen to the 1000th episode or if you've been a listener going back, you know, like five or six years, you probably heard me talk a lot about the patent troll that was terrorizing us. It was a big deal. It was a horrendous time. This guy tried to shake down podcasters big and small for licensing fees. And he basically uh, would have put us all in Out of business if uh, if he had pulled off his scheme. So we got the Electronic Frontier Foundation, the EFF involved, and they challenged the podcasting patent in the patent office and in the courts. And it worked. The EFF beat the patent in court. But now we got new problems. Patent trolls are looking to get their way by using Congress. They're working with lobbyists on a bill that would destroy parts of the U.S. Patent Act and put podcasters and other creators at risk. Do you hear me? This is serious shit. So here's what you can do. You you can tell Congress that this is a bad idea. They need to hear from you. They need to hear from creatives. They need to hear from podcasters. And the EFF is making it easy for you to speak up loud and clear. Go to EFF.org slash WTF patents and use the form there to email your elected representatives. Tell Congress that more bad patents won't help anyone except these shakedown artists. All right. These 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 thugs, Internet thugs. That's EFF.org slash WTF patents. All right. We can't, we can't let this happen again. So let's hold the line on this people. Can we? Thank you. It's important, man. It's just, it's, it's predatory. It's bullshit. Anyways, I can obsess about that. So look, I don't know how your brain works. I want to thank everybody for the emails. You know, I I wasn't looking for any sort of um, sympathy or 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 you know, I I was I just wanted you to know what was up, so you were not you know you weren't sitting there thinking like, oh, Mark's tone sounds a little weird or whatever. So so that's that. And because I have a lot going on emotionally, you know, I choose to. I don't know when when the world gets too big to handle, make it small. So. I've been obsessing about the ice maker in my refrigerator. I, I don't know what what you've been focusing on. God knows there are bigger problems. Um, you know, thank God I'm healthy. I'm grateful for my my uh, success in life and in the world. I try to uh, to feel that, but uh, I I don't. What I'm realizing is that you know, even if everything's going okay for you, if you have something in your heart, if there is a nagging sadness. Sitting with that is... It's hard, you know, not to to make it kind of turn into something else. You know, how do I how do I make these feelings of grief or or maybe completely appropriate sad feelings into why not just kind of mold that a little bit into self pity or why not mold it into self righteousness or or why not just kind of you know kind of twist it into anger and push it out into the world. I don't know about you, man, but I'd rather be angry than sad. And they you know they come from this they they come from the same place I think the, the well you know the uh, the fear well whatever that well is if I can just twist sadness into anger it's a lot more relieving for me but uh, then you're just putting more anger out into the world and you're causing more bad vibes so feel the sadness, move through it. And if you're going to get angry, make it at an inanimate object. Uh, I personally have been, as I said, uh, really dealing with uh, the ice machine. Is it necessary? No. Did I pay a lot of money to fix the ice machine uh, You know, in the refrigerator that came with this house? I did. Is it working now? No, it's not. Did I call the people that were supposed to fix it? completely after I paid the money to fix it I did did they tell me it's not their problem anymore that I need to call a plumber they did isn't it still kind of their problem do I sense that maybe the reason they don't want to fix it is because this giant refrigerator doesn't have wheels and it would be a real pain in the ass to pull out and then figure out what's going on in terms of how much water the ice machine supposed to be getting and what it seems to be getting even though it was getting the right amount of water before the ice machine broke is it still their issue theoretically in my mind it is Am I sort of at a standstill with this? I am. Do I have to call the plumber? I do. Is there a way that we're gonna be able to move that fucking refrigerator? Don't know. I'm sure there's a way. But then it goes from there like, you know, why me? Why, why me? Why has this got to happen to me? The thing was working, and then we tried two ways to fix it. We replaced it. We put in a new valve, still not working. How come that does that happen to everybody? Why am I the guy sitting here with no nowhere to go but the plumber? when the guy who's supposed to fix the fridge. See, now, like, these are luxury problems. Is it worthy of taking up most of my brain? No. Should I just let it go and deal with it one day at a time and not even bother you guys with it? I should. Is it filling in for some other sadness and other feelings? It is. Is that okay? Sure. Is it better than getting mad at people for no reason? Yes. Should I let it go, though, and and use my brain creatively and just accept that, i'll get it fixed when i fix it i should uh st louis next week i told you about toronto there's a lot of other dates at wtfpod.com slash tour so perry farrell um yeah you know people come up and i'm like yeah sure i'll talk to him and it was a it was kind of a wild ride this Perry Farrell, this Perry Farrell situation, this Perry Farrell situation. God damn my fucking brain. Oh my God. So Perry uh, has got a new record out. It's uh, actually his first solo album in 18 years. It's called Kind Heaven. It is available tomorrow, June 7th. Get it wherever you get music. And this is me and, and Perry, so... Strap in! I had to, so now you gotta. Okay, this is me and Perry Farrell. Where'd you come in from?
1: We live out in um, Santa Monica Canyon, very close to a uh, a forest, right off the beach. Yeah. Right off the beach there. Um.
0: Have you always lived there? How long have you lived there?
1: Oh, I would say maybe ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, for me, I can't beat it because I like to walk around outside. Yeah. I like to go down to the beach. I like to be in forests. Yeah. So, I get to walk my dogs or myself,
0: just out and around all over the place. Yeah.
1: yeah. I I need a
0: nice environment. Yeah. And there's yeah yeah. How close is the closest neighbor?
1: Oh, uh, the neighbors are not uh, far apart from me yeah uh but you see there's an underwater river, yeah, not a lot of people know this about um uh, that area, but there's an underwater river, and it was a forest, and it was the first Los Angeles forestry used to be located right in that area, yeah, 'cause they had and they would do these experiments bringing trees from all over to see if they could grow here. Yeah, here in that area. Yeah, So you've got redwoods and pines and crazy.
0: So now the experiment is taking full bloom and you've got a bunch of odd trees there. Yeah. It's nice.
1: Yeah, I love big trees. But you do not, like, you come, where do you come from? I was born on the East Coast. Where? So my family's out of Bensonhurst.
0: Uh, Yeah, in Brooklyn. Yes. And you grew up there?
1: No, my father grew up there and my mother grew up there. And my grandparents lived there. Yeah. And then my father bought a home in Queens, Flushing.
0: Oh, yeah. I lived in Queens for a few years. You did? Yeah, in Astoria. Flushing,
1: sure. Flushing. So we were... you know, near uh, the World's Fair. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I see the the big globe. Yeah. When I come back to New York. It's like I remember. Yeah. I start seeing that, and then I was born in Jamaica Hospital, so I see my hospital. Right. On the drive-in, and yeah. I always point it out and tell people that's where I was born. Is that wild? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's kind of neat. Like, wow, it actually happened because I'm standing here, but. Right i have no knowledge of it yeah and but that the action was right there in and that I, place I, I could pull over get off the freeway get in there and start asking some questions but sure. i don't know what that would get me yeah which room was i born yeah, in? yeah can, <laughs> can i see my records <laughs> you could probably see your records they might they might tell me what room i was born in of right course. yeah maybe they would yeah and Maybe it's still there. That room. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it, it's a pretty
0: old hospital. They might have added on some I things. I would wouldn't mind getting a plaque. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, Perry Farrell, and they'd have to put your real name in parentheses. Yeah,
1: Peretz Bernstein, Berenstrosen, Peretz Bernstrasen. Berenstrosen,
0: Berenstrosen, Peretz. What's that? How? What was the English translation?
1: Perry Bernstein.
0: <laughs> you're a Bernstein. <laughs> yeah. From a long line of Bernsteins. Yep. Do you
1: have brothers and sisters? I do. Yeah. I have.
0: Uh, Are they still Bernstein's?
1: Farrell, my my big brother. Yeah. Is still. Uh huh. And then I took my name, Perry Farrell. Yeah. From my big brother Farrell.
0: Oh, that's his first name. His first name's Farrell Bernstein. Favel. Bernstein. Yeah. How Jewish were you? I'm as Jewish as I was
1: <laughs> right now, man. <laughs>
0: what does that mean? <laughs> well, I mean, like. <laughs> You're growing up in Flushing. You're from Bernstein's. You're from the Bernstein's of Brooklyn. Yeah, we don't fuck around. Yeah. Was it religious?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, you know the grandparents. Yeah. For sure. So my, I, I don't know an awful awful lot. You know so about about. Um, I will just tell you in general what I know about the Jewish people in 1940, 1930. Yeah. They were sticking together. Sure. You know, and they were in this country, and they had these clubs. They were, uh, you know, clubs that, you know, the type of person you were, yeah. they had a club for that. The yeah. Italians had a club. Sure.
0: Jewish club. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And there was Jewish clubs, and my dad loved to dance. Yeah. That's what they, like, the young guys, the yeah. zoot suitors. My sure. dad was a zoot suitor.
0: Oh, Yeah. He liked the big band. He
1: liked the big band. Big band band sound. He always, you know, would boast he was a really good dancer. Sure. So. (laughs) Is he He still around? No. Uh, What about your mom? So, my mom was an artist and they fell in love right at the war. Yeah. My father went off and served in World War II on on the island of Hawaii. Yeah. On Oahu. He was stationed and my mom went to work for a parachute. Uh, Company that made parachutes on the East Coast for the war effort. For the war effort, and then what she did was she would bring home the fabrics that were cut onto the floor. Oh wow! And she would make dresses.
0: Really, out of parachute fabric. Other
1: things, yes. Ahead of the curve. She made her wedding dress out of parachute. Really? Yeah, it's beautiful too.
0: You still have it?
1: I have a picture. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't have it. Oh, but I'd like to remake it. Yeah. Yeah. For
0: yourself. Um, are, are you, are you, I
1: don't think I could rock it, but my yeah. wife could. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So she was a, a, a fashion artist?
1: She was an artist. She did yeah. a lot of different things. Yeah. She could paint. She really liked to put things back together. Uh huh. That was her forte. So. Did you know her? Uh, for a little while. For yeah. about three and a half years.
0: And she passed away?
1: Yeah. She passed away in like 61, 62. Awful times. In the world, yeah. in general, because uh, Kennedy was assassinated and Martin Luther King, all that happened like in a succession. My mom left, John F. Kennedy left, Martin Luther King left, then Robert Kennedy left. Yeah, and man, it was it, it was um, it was like one one blow yeah. after another to humanity. Yeah, all these great people that well, I. Uh, Admired anyway. Yeah, uh, were disappearing.
0: We were very young though. I was very young. I I mean, I think about that too because I was born in sixty three, like a couple months before Kennedy got assassinated. And you got to figure, you know, some on on some kind of frequency level, you're taking that in, right?
1: You're taking it all in, man. Everybody who's living is taking it in, and it's affecting us all.
0: So, so did you go? uh, You spent your whole childhood in uh, Queens.
1: Well, no. Then soon after that, I went to a place called Woodmere, Long Island. Oh yeah, I got f- relatives. Is that one of the five towns? Yep. <laughs> See, my father worked in the city as a jeweler. He was a um, designer. Yeah. Repairman, and yeah. he had a booth. Yeah. In the city, West Forty Seventh. Oh yeah. So we had to be where close the jewelry, wide.
0: where the jewelers are. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he did.
1: So that's what he did. He Were you bar mitzvahed? There. Yeah, yeah. He mm-hmm. did the whole thing. Yeah, I have a. Well, as you know, I have a really good voice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I you had do. it back
1: then too, because I can remember the nailing. The I Hotsura? really enjoyed. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, because any chance to sing, and that was um, that was really interesting. I had this Cantor. His name was Cantor Wax. Mm-hmm. He's friends with Stewie Wax. Do you know him?
0: No, who's Stewie Wax?
1: He's out here on the West Coast. Yeah. He might be a rabbi, uh-huh. but his father was the cantor. Yeah. In, uh, uh, um, on the on East Woodmare. Coast, out in Woodmare. Yeah. And uh, he's a great singer. Yeah. actually got a recording of him, too.
0: Of your cantor. That,
1: that I used to DJ. Sometimes I'd run it through a delay. <laughs> a and I'd drop drum and bass under it, and it sounded awesome. Of your cantor? Yeah. <laughs> Did he know? Uh, Stewie knew.
0: Yeah? Yeah. And Stewie's his kid?
1: Yeah, Stewie's his kid. So is that when he is that when you officially I don't know if he's alive, that guy.
0: Who, the old man? Cantor Wax. Yeah, but his kid's still around. His his kid is thriving out here in LA. That's great. Yeah. So is that when he first
1: started singing, you think? Me? Yeah. Uh no, no. I um when I was a little boy, yeah. my big brother and my big sister, they uh were old enough to love the British explosion invasion I should say. The British invasion. Yeah, Sure. And, you know, the Beatles and the Stones, and then, of course, came Jimi Hendrix and the Doors, um, the Who and all that. Yeah. My brother was uh, like a freak. Yeah. Long-haired freak.
0: But not a hippie, just a freak.
1: Uh, He became later uh, an outlaw biker.
0: Oh, he did? Really? And
1: he's still to this day. Uh, Well, he's quit his his gang because he's now 70... Two, uh-huh something like that yeah and um
0: which club was he in
1: he was in a biker club in out of new york yeah not york. the angels not the angels but they uh they got along
0: yeah yeah right and he retired well, one
1: of his wife's father was a was an angel yeah so i know that he got along with the angels yeah. for a time but yeah I, you know how those things go
0: sure man so, he retired from the biking?
1: Well, yeah. So, now he's 72, and uh, he moved down to Tampa. There's oh, yeah. a biker community down there.
0: Oh, yeah? An old biker community? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And a lot of New York bikers go down there just like, you know, the yeah. migration from New York to, yeah. to Miami. Well, the bikers, they migrate from New York to Tampa. And they, all, <laughs> and they all live around the same area? They all live around. They ride together. The problem is... 72 year old and uh, you know it's like this in the in the jewelry business yeah. as you get older your clientele starts dying right so it gets tougher and tougher sure to sell jewelry because. Sure. You know, jewelry's for the young, I guess. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I mean, it's the same with anything. You know, yeah, if you, exactly. If you, if you got a market and they all of a sudden get old and they don't need your services anymore. Except music's the same fucking or, way, man. Or they're dead. Dead, sure. Yeah, a lot of them are dead. But your brother's so, just like, he's just hanging around with like minded dudes down there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Do you guys get along?
1: Well, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. that's nice.
0: Just to get along. With yeah, your I look up
1: to my big brother. I, always have that's why i took his name
0: and then like but you were talking about that was the music in the house about starting to sing yeah
1: oh yeah so man like you know um i was feeling so bad that song would hit the go good love give me that good good love you know yeah the whole house would explode yeah and we would all sing yeah and then when we went to camp not my brother but my sister and i went to this camp you know like in the summer yeah in, in New York upstate New York sure they asked me there was things like color war yeah did you ever go to camp
0: yeah Yeah.
1: It's a great experience. Sure,
0: man. I went to a few.
1: Especially for people that like to entertain. Yeah. It was my first experience as an entertainer, as an athlete, Yeah, as, you know, feeling up girls. Yeah. I could still remember that. It's a big day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Off the basketball court. Oh, yeah. In the dark. Yeah. Yeah. I walked my girlfriend out and the the basketball court was kind of set up on a... uh, you know, they had dug a lot of mound and they put the basketball court up on the mound. So it had a little slope off the basketball court with nice grass. Yeah. So I just laid her in the grass right there and started to feel her up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Were you like 14? No.
0: 13? 12
1: no yeah something you know yeah yeah 11s and 12s yeah, yeah, yeah. like right sixth grade
0: yeah six and seventh that's when the the boobs started to enter the hands come, come out right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i went to a, i went to an arts and music camp actually and i i think that's true it's the first time you get a chance to sort of like explore your talent
1: so check this out i was so young I had a song that I had written when I was a little, little boy Yeah, that my sister and I, we would make songs up. Yeah, The song goes, it's called Alabuni. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense, but it's in a different language. That yeah. was my first song. I can sing it for you if it, you'd like. It's a
0: nonsense song? I'll
1: sing it for okay. you if you'd like. Sure. Okay. Let's do it. Alabuni. It, it just goes, Alabuni, Alabuni. Alaboonie, boonie, boonie, rats and nudie, nudie, nudie. <laughs> Why didn't James ever record that? Well, <laughs> I was famous for it in the sleepaway camp. Booney. Yeah. Yeah. They would make me get up and sing it. Yeah. When Color War broke up, broke out. Yeah. The whole side of my team, which yeah. is like, there's basically what Color War is. Is there's two. You're in a summer camp for I don't know. It seems like two months, but it's probably one month. Yeah. You go up there, you get to know counselors, other kids you've never met before. Sure. Play sports. Yeah. And uh, there's also theater. Yeah. So there's a stage, you put on plays. Yeah. I was often asked to sing and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So it was like theater. Sure. Only thing I didn't like, is crazy. What? I was really skinny.
0: Yeah. You're still pretty skinny. I'm
1: pretty skinny still. Yeah. I didn't like cold water, like the lake yeah. bugged me, bugged yeah. me out.
0: Just because it was...
1: Freezing. Yeah. <laughs> so I often had a cold. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but you were, you were the singer.
1: But I was a really good singer, good basketball player, Yeah, and the chicks.
0: Yeah, you did all right.
1: I did all right with the chicks. I ended up to go to sleepaway camp. I know this girl set it up. Unbeknownst to me, my girlfriend in school... Ended up at my camp.
0: Hmm. You see how that crafty
1: girls are? Yeah. There,
0: was it Jewish camp? Um, Yeah. When did you come out here? Did you go to high school in Long Island, or what did you do?
1: So I went to junior high school, got bar mitzvahed up there. I yeah. went the, at the Sands Hotel.
0: <laughs> yeah?
1: Yeah. And then um, my family left and migrated down to north north miami beach florida
0: there you go so you're
1: just outside of miami beach
0: yeah that's my, a whole different world man
1: yeah but it's uh it's a great place to grow up as a young person mm-hmm. because as a young person there's all these vacant lots yeah you can turn into dirt bike tracks sure and um <laughs> i would this is my first experience with marijuana yeah i grew marijuana in these you know, vacant lots out there. Yeah. And then we would go every day to visit the marijuana plants. Yeah. You know, I smoked it out there in the jungle.
0: Did it? Was it good?
1: Yeah. And there's all these houses being built, right? Yeah. Back then, you ever heard the expression "Acapulco gold"? Yeah. Panama red. Sure. These are early descriptions, yes, yeah, yeah. of the, of the know, types styles of styles and tops yeah. of marijuana, yeah, that was going around in the seventies, yeah. yeah, yeah, Maui, wow. Yeah, 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 and so it was, it was sensational going to high school. Uh, my, you know, I went to junior high um, for maybe a, a year and then went right into high school down in North Miami Beach, Florida, and until. Um, you know, I graduated, yeah. but I didn't go to graduation.
0: Yeah, while well, you were...
1: I ended up to take a bus out to California.
0: Right when he graduated. Yeah, like I
1: didn't go to the ceremony, but I was told that I graduated.
0: So what was the uh, the impulsive uh, move?
1: Oh, I wanted to get the hell away from my family. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And... um and my situation in Florida. What was that? Oh, uh, you know, well, we were talking about this earlier, my wife and I uh, were having a discussion on your porch about yeah. how uh, our our son right now hates hates her and hates me, and I said, well... How old is he? he he's uh, going to be 17. Right. And I, I stopped her. I said, no, I don't think he hates... He doesn't hate us, but I do remember... Calling my father out on the front lawn, and you know, threatening to have a a pistol duel. Oh yeah. On the front lawn, yeah.
0: Did you have a pistol? He had it. Oh okay. So he's gonna just give it to you to have the duel. No,
1: but I knew where it was.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you were was not he had going. a he
1: had a lot of guns. Sure. My yeah. dad, uh, as a jeweler, yeah, you're carrying, you're bringing home jewels, you're bringing home, um, you you carry a gun. He sure. had a permit to carry a gun. Yeah. So he always had a, a hand, hand pistol in his gun. So he did a, in his bag. He had a, like a handbag with gems and, yeah. and a pistol.
0: And he didn't take you up on it on the duel.
1: No, he backed down.
0: And I'd you, probably
1: back down if my son asked me to do it. I think it's the right thing to do. What were a you father. so
0: pissed off about?
1: Well, I'll be honest with you. My dad. This is what I'm telling you, man. Uh. The business, the jewelry business, as you get older, your clientele starts to go away. Right. So, you look for other ways to make money. So, now I tell you, my dad, he comes out of Bensonhurst. There were some rough characters out of Bensonhurst. Sure. And so, it was typical. My father went to high school with the Lansky brothers. Sure.
0: As as in Meyer? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, it was typical for fellows in in that era to go outside the law and do what they needed to do so as a result as everybody knows there were jewish gangsters italian gangsters yeah. irish gangsters black gangsters yep mexican gangsters chinese gangsters you know everybody's got a side and they've got a, a gangster element sure to their tribe it's there a little bit protection. It's, gla- you know, it touches on glamour. It goes into the music business. It helps the music business to be glamorous and dangerous.
0: And your old man got involved with the mob?
1: My dad was always in touch with that element. Right. But, you know, he wasn't a, you know, uh, uh, he never, I, as far as I know, he never swore a blood oath. Right. But, uh, I, I, Grew up around those guys because they would hang out at my dad's shop. Sure. And they would, you know, just do what they do, hanging out.
0: Yeah, and you had a problem with that.
1: Um, it 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 was honestly a big problem of my family.
0: Mm. Yeah. And that's what you had to get away from.
1: Yeah, my dad was behaving extremely erratic because he was getting desperate Hmm. and he was getting older so now you got this mob element coming in yeah and it's quickly engulfing my family Uh so my dad didn't know how to honestly he didn't know how to keep keep them pushing back yeah and so i didn't know that yeah i was a young guy and i I was kind of like Fuck these guys. You know, right. they'd be asking me, hey, kid, polish my ring. Yeah. I'd be like, Pfft. hey, what do you want? I'll get you anything you want. I'm a surfer. Oh, yeah, I got, a, I got a warehouse of surfboards. Yeah. Okay. What do you want? I got any board you want. Okay, I want a silver surfboard, pintail, six, six, four, six to six, six. Fuck off.
0: They didn't get it for you?
1: No, obviously not. <laughs>
0: So that was your trip. You were surfing, and you were I dealing with these. I was surfing,
1: and I was trying. These wise vehicles, guys were hanging and I around. was becoming a young man, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. So you know what I ended up wanting to do? What? Because my dad, when I was a really young man, used to drag me into work. Yeah. So now, these guys are kind of taking over. Kind of a sagging business. I'm watching it, but I'm too young to understand that I gotta. Honestly, be there to help my dad because my dad was too pr- proud to say, "Hey, I I don't know what to do." Like he couldn't say that to me, yeah, because I looked up to my dad like he was right. A, the big my hero. Big he shot. was so tough, yeah. So he said, "What What ended up happening, Mark?" Honestly, was my dad told me, "I'm hanging on to your life savings, and when you graduate." I'll give it to you. I was planning to go, you'll, you'll dig this. I was planning to take a surf trip with my buddies to a place called El Salvador. Unfortunately for us, this was 1973, 72, something like that. I was about to graduate, Civil War. Yeah. The Civil War of El Salvador. Now as a surfer and as a daring surfer, I still wanted to go. Yeah. But I didn't really have my family, my parents, I had a stepmother couldn't give a shit about me. My father was in over his head in his life. I wanted to go there anyway, but my surf buddy's parents would not let them go. Right, to to the uh, war
0: war in El Salvador. I
1: figured we'll be safe. We're only surfers. They'll figure that out. <laughs> that was probably naive. <laughs> and right. we really wanted to go because we had heard that this break was unbelievable. yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to give up on that dream. That's yeah. why I said, listen, man, I want to take a surf trip, I want my money, and then I'll come back and we'll get started and I'll join the family business. And my dad, this is tragic, man, he said, I don't have any of your money.
0: Uh, That was it. That was it. Yeah, and you're like, fuck this.
1: That was it. My life savings, i have been working for my dad through high school, so you know, he had a, a, a grip on the purse strings that's frustrating for a young man who's like, yeah. "I want to go out and I got and need some money." Yeah. I've been wor- you know, I worked for you for like the last whatever, 3 years, 4 years, 5 years. Nothing. I don't want to keep this up. I don't want to keep asking you for money. Yeah. Just put me on a budget, you know? Let me take a little bit every now and then. Nope. But it was building up, and building up. So, now I'm dealing with a kid who's 17 and I do see where he's coming from, you know. But like,
0: he's like telling you to fuck off.
1: Uh, in so many words, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got he's got a real attitude, man. But he's an artist. Yeah. What's, so, what's his trip? What's his trip, or what does he like to do as an artist? Yeah. What he likes to do as an artist he he's a graphic artist for now, and he's really a real um, word I'm looking for provocative. Like he draws really provocative shit, yeah. like. Like he drew something and looked like a real frustrated person and it said, I want to kill myself. Mm. So I went, okay, I got to talk to him about this. (laughs) Yeah. And I thought, dear God, I have a problem, a real serious problem with my son. This is, this is bad, bad, bad indication. I went up to him and I said, I, by the way, we have a. An ongoing thing where I say to him, "Come up with a T-shirt that I could print,
0: sell on Come, the road."
1: Yeah, sell yeah. at Lollapalooza, yeah. sell on the road, yeah. sell at my you know the next place. So he he's very reluctant to like he does he wants to be his own person. Real he's got a very strong personality yeah. himself. He doesn't really want people to know. He's my son. Right. It's that. It's almost that bad because he doesn't want people to like him because of his dad.
0: Right. Right. And it's you know those like, people are out there. He,
1: yeah, and he's bright enough to know that. Yeah. So he doesn't make a big deal of it. He never raises my name or the family name, and he likes to operate. As he told me when he was in third grade, yeah. I went to see him in the schoolyard, because it was his first day at school, and I I went back after I dropped him off. I went back at lunch just to see, because he had just come back from Hong Kong. We lived for a few years in Hong Kong. Yeah. So he was coming back to the country. I was putting him in school in Los Angeles from Hong Kong. He'd spent two years... Your wife is Chinese? Yeah, she's from from Hong Kong. Yeah. So I was nervous. Hezron, I dropped him off at the schoolhouse... I came back at lunch and he's running around and I said, Hey Hez, how you doing, man? He says, I'm fine. I go, Whoa, that's cool. I just wanted to see how you were. He goes, Don't worry, Dad. I like to operate alone. And he ran off.
0: <laughs> that's third grade. Yeah. So so how'd you handle the suicide thing?
1: Okay. So I said to him, This is cool. For a t shirt, I can't put this I can't put this on a t shirt. Do you, really want, do you really want to kill yourself? And he said, at the time I did, I was at school, and the teacher was so fucking boring I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> so I went, okay, great, I can work with this. <laughs> if you just write, this teacher is so fucking boring, I want to kill myself. With the rest of it, I almost like it a lot, you yeah. know? And he goes, no. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not even gonna bend for you. Yeah, like you can't meet me halfway in the middle. I simply cannot print. I want to kill myself yeah. on a shirt. Bad messaging. Yeah, but this teacher is so fucking boring. <laughs> I want to kill myself. It's different. It's a bit is different.
0: But you're doing okay as a dad.
1: Um, you know, I think that I'm doing well in that. I never stop loving my children. You got three. Even if he hates me for the moment, it's not a hate. That's what I told my wife. Yeah. It's not a hate. It's something else because he can't possibly hate me. I've done nothing to deserve hatred.
0: Yeah. Other than just be, you know, just, just a period they go through.
1: Yeah. So this is the period they go through. So, and I was angst. I had full on angst against my dad. Now he had, there was a lot made a combustible situation. This is not that with right. my son, sure, but it is combustible in another way in that my wife and I are like Desi uh, and Lucille Ball, yeah. Yeah. right? Desi Arnaz and Lucille sure. Ball. We met; she was a dancer. I took her out on the road with me. I am a band leader. Yeah. So, he lives in that environment, and I think I might have. Um, if I did anything wrong, I tried to expose him to the road because yeah. we were we were working. I mean, she literally had her children on her, on her tits. Yeah, and then she would r- run out there and do a number. Right, and go back and for which
0: which band was this?
1: Jane's Addiction.
0: Oh yeah, so they were really living it.
1: They were living it, but as a result, I think I jolted them. A little too early, and now he doesn't really like touring. So, that's where we get in our fight. I hey man, you want to go to the Galapagos Islands? No. Why wouldn't you? Because I'm going to miss tests, and then my my uh, grades are going to drop. Okay, well, that's a good excuse. Yeah, I, you can't really argue Got to like honor that. Got under that one, yeah. But but I still insisted that he go because it was my 60th birthday. And he went. Yes. And I he did. went. He did, but he was difficult initially. Yeah. He wouldn't, he wouldn't uh, go onto the islands, and he wouldn't snorkel. Uh. He wouldn't leave his room. He wouldn't eat, and that went on for...
0: <laughs> the whole time? <laughs>
1: I'll be honest. It went on for almost three days, but then he admitted that when we left, he went upstairs and ate the peanuts, <laughs> and I think he asked them... For something, because the the crew was concerned initially, he was just trying to make the point, and he's a real he's got a real strong, um. A real strong temper in that if he doesn't want to do something, he doesn't he doesn't explode and get violent. He will just become concrete, Lockdown. down, and then he will become granite. Oh yeah, yeah, but that's an admirable trait. The How first he- time I try to spank him, yeah. The one and only time I try to spend, you know, yeah. I didn't know better. I third, I thought that a certain time in a child's life, it's very early. Yeah. You give them what is known as a Yeah, a, on the ass.
0: A pochki. A potchki on the tukus.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when they don't want to go to sleep. Yeah. It was that moment. Yeah. And I took this kid in a room. I'm like, all right, man, you and me, I'm going to smack you in the ass. And I did. And he would stiffen up. And looked me in the eye, and he wouldn't cry, and that went on for—I'm not kidding—I feel bad about it, about a half an hour. it got a little stronger, a little stronger each time. And then the last time, it was red, and I felt, oh, this, I, I'm fucking, ugh, I'm just, disg- yeah. I'm hate disgusted by this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't cry, so I give up, and he won.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no more potchkeys.
1: No, I never did it again. So. What about the other kid? How you got two other ones? Then my other son is Adar. I um these family names Yeah, Isidore? Uh, no, Hezron. Yeah. Hezron is it means a small village. Yeah. It's in the book of Ruth. Yeah. Um a small village is a good start, right? Sure. So Yeah. So he is like that. He's he's a he's a pillar. Yeah. Hezron.
0: Yeah, and Isidore is the other one.
1: And then Isidore, his younger brother is um very animated and uh, he he's got great balance yeah. and loves skateboarding and gaming.
0: Do you call him Izzy? Yes. Yeah. And do you have another kid? I do. Yeah. No,
1: but I don't see that child.
0: Oh, sorry.
1: Oh. Well, me too. Not with that I. Right, I, These are my.
0: Two right, and no, I get it. yeah from another relationship. Yeah, maybe uh, that'll come around. Yeah, yeah, you're open to it. Yeah. Um. So when you came out here to to Los Angeles, did you you didn't set out to be in a band, did you?
1: Well, the leap, as I told you, came from frustration. Yeah. I was somewhat desperate coming out here to California. I knew one person. I, I took a Greyhound that let me off in Riverside and that place... Riverside? Is,
0: yeah. It's a little far.
1: Uh, yeah, that was as far as it took me. Yeah. And it dropped me off at the bus station. I had a surfboard. I had some art supplies. I had weed and I had uh, a little bit of money and... um so I came out here thinking, I'm gonna stay with my surfing buddy Jim. Yeah. He was playing football in San Jacinto Junior College in Hemet, yeah, California. It's the first place I lived. Hemet. yeah. you can believe that? Yeah. So Hemet is for those of <laughs> you who don't know where it is, you know where Coachella is, It's even past Coachella.
0: yeah, out in the desert. It's
1: in the high desert where it gets in the hundreds. yeah. And I worked as a framer. I was a carpenter. Yeah. And framed houses, lifted lumber, you know, did um what you call it? Um uh retail, yeah. retail things and track homes. Yeah. Yeah. In Hemet. Roofed. I was a roofer. Yeah. In Hemet. Yeah. It's hot as hell out.
0: there. Yeah. So then how does it how do you get from Hemet to rock and roll?
1: Oh. Yeah, man, you know, that leap, I'll tell you, um, I crashed. I was out there, and uh, I I had to leave. You know, I was getting sucked into this um, crew. They were a um, construction crew. Mm -hmm. So I was part of this team. You know, they were the one who talked me in, get your framers belt. We'll go from job to job. Yeah, Um, get all your tools. Yeah, and I was doing it for a while, and then I started saying to myself, "You know, I don't I won't say the fellow's name because I'm not mad at him, but our uh our uh the crew, you know, the crew chief. This guy, he's a drunk. We were drinking. You know, you get a twelve pack after yeah. work when you're framing. Sure." And get a 12-pack, get a bad back, and you're you know, you're thinking to yourself, I don't think I want to do this in Hemet for my whole life, you know? <laughs> yeah. And if I don't get out of here real soon, they're starting to depend on me, and so they were going to all kick my ass. Yeah. I was going to get my ass beat to hell yeah. in Hemet. Yeah. <laughs> they had taken my artwork in my apartment mm. and we're holding it r- ransom holding ransom on my art my for you artwork. to stay yeah. yeah is that crazy yeah and they had whipped themselves up in a lather let's go back let's go over there and kick his ass the last night I was there I was with Jim and two girls and man I'm telling you we were fucking away these guys we're gonna kick my ass. They came to the door, and then Jim got the football team. This is a true story. Yeah, his best, you know, our best buddies off the team. Yeah, stood up against those guys, and they squat. You know, they walked off. They they couldn't deal with the football team. But that was my buddy Jim. Jim Malali. He passed. He passed, but he was one of my closest friends. Yeah. So. I have better stories to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go because uh, I wanted. I did I want let's to. Let's talk about the the current, like the the future.
0: Yeah, no, I want to. I don't have any problem completely uh, not talking about the arc of uh, of Jane's addiction. But uh, you can I can talk about the Jane, Jane's
1: addiction. Sure, man, they're they're exciting.
0: Well, I mean, it's just those records are just, and all the records are like really kind of mind blowing. But I just remember hearing. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I, I love them. Of, I still listen. Thank I still you. listen to the first record God, a lot.
1: That means a lot. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like it's- the one, first record. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I listen to the shit out of that record.
1: Yeah. That's to a this good one. day,
0: but like there was like a period there, where, like, I don't really. I I was like in in LA at that time when you guys were st- first starting to play those songs from Nothing Shocking. I I had heard that that you know like everybody. In rock and roll, came out to see those shows, like that when you guys got it together, that you you were doing something that no one had heard before. Do you remember that time?
1: Um, sort of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But do you remember having that impact on the scene?
1: Yeah, I do remember that. um, You know, a transition. I mean, let's face it, we're transitioning through time, Mm -hmm. and we're setting this kind of like rhythm, a rhythm or arc. Arc yeah. is a good word sure. for you. And I did feel that we were causing, uh, d- you know, d- let's just say the bow of the ship was causing rhythms to be ribboning off the side of yeah. the bow. Yeah, sure. We, as we were cutting through time. Yeah. And it was, you know, we were moving. We were moving and at that moment, uh, um, I did feel that there was almost like a centrifuge around that time period and around Jane's addiction as well. Yeah, we, what, we were, what we were up to, what we were doing, um, the messaging, the art, the art. Um, and art is a response to, let's face it it, it, it reflects reality and it reflects its moment in history. So we were reflecting the Reagan era, we were reflecting the Bush era, and that was very post-punk era. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, right. And
0: you'd done your time in punk as well. well you came yeah, out of it. Well, yeah,
1: I came out of it. I was, I was actually, I feel very fortunate because those humble beginnings where there was not too much light cast on that particular... A group collective of people in Los Angeles. Uh, predominantly, it was before Silver Lake became the hipster place. Sure. Um, the LA Weekly was, was down there. Yeah. And it was just a jaunt off of downtown. I rehearsed in Silver Lake, but in the Philippine neighborhood as my guitarist was a Philippine man and um, my keyboardist was... A Philippine woman
0: for PSI,
1: yeah, Psychom. So you were doing,
0: you know, straight up punk rock. What was the angle? Yeah,
1: it was. Um, but it was post punk. So where we were at, honestly, like I learned from all the people that were already in the scene. And then you know what happened to me, Mark? What? I met this crazy girl, man. I loved her. Uh, I have to tell you, I fell in love with her. She was hot. Her name, her name, I won't tell you. But her mom was once a uh, Canadian opera singer. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. Miss Canada. Uh-huh. Her father was an opera singer. Huh. Anyway, she's, she wanted to be an entertainer. Yeah. But she, she was never going to be. You you have to have so much. There's, there's a lot that, that goes into being a great entertainer. Part of it is pure art part of it is pure desire part of it is pure do you have do you have the stamina to keep a focus on a dream Mm. or are you full of shit yeah or you you know you might be born pretty and your parents might be something yeah but you don't have a drive right and it takes all those things and drive is a big factor she didn't have drive man she was she was uh i call uh, her type of hesher uh-huh. she loved to sit around and smoke pot and hold hold a bowl in her hand she had long beautiful shiny brown hair but you loved her. her yeah i loved her because she was really beautiful and that's the very first time i thought you know she wanted to be a singer yeah and i could sing right yeah so this is what i would do i rented out for the very first time a uh, rehearsal studio yeah brought in tapes of my favorites yeah. which was david bowie's ziggy stardust yeah. i put it over the sound system and try to sing like david bowie see if i could if i'm anywhere in the ballpark yeah but you know i would say come on we got to do this and it was always, no, she's going to be drunk yeah. or she's going to um, smoke. Right. Yeah. You know, she just, here's the thing. I say this, and I told this to my wife. She's, she agrees with me. People kind of know their future. And so they might be behaving like, you know, you're wondering, why are they behaving like this? I thought they wanted to be a singer. Yeah. I think in the back of her mind she knows for what it, all of it is, and this is not to be an insult, Yeah. Sure. I, I I know I'm not gonna be able to be a singer. Yeah. Or, you know, in three years I'm gonna look like this. Or yeah. in three years, uh, you know, I'm just they know. Yeah. They know. It's like something. Girls know their the expiration, so do guys, you know. Yeah. There's expiration dates.
0: Yeah. But you know, you you've certainly put yourself through a lot over the years
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: but you went you look great you, went, you landed on top and you, you know Well,
1: wow, yeah i like to say right uh right now yeah i feel like i'm on top of it yeah and you guys now w- with the old band are you guys uh, friends you know uh jane's as it is now yeah yeah of course i yeah. love i love those guys
0: uh who's in it now
1: well chris cheney is yeah. in it now and Chris and I are partners on the new project as right. well in the the, way
0: of, the Kind Heaven project. Yeah,
1: it's kind of like band leading.
0: Yeah, are you and Dave all right?
1: Yeah, me yeah. And Dave, are fine. Yeah, we're doing great.
0: That's great. And you guys, like, you've you've gotten back together you know, a few times, and you still are you touring now, or do you still with them? Well, sometimes. Um,
1: see, I have a new project, The Kind Heaven. We'll yeah, I listen track.
0: to the record. It's great. You listen to it? Yeah. Thank Sounds you. good. Who's playing guitar on that?
1: Well. I thought you would ask, um, Elliot Easton. No shit. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Like on, the, all the way through the record? No. Okay. Not all the way through. Who's on that first cut? That real hard rocker, almost like a punk um, tune.
1: That could be Phil X uh-huh. and Peter Stefano.
0: Oh yeah, if you've worked Peter with him for a while.
1: Peter is a porno for pirates. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, this, uh, the record sounds great, but I know there's okay, a- And you
1: know who played drums? Who? And did rhythms. Uh, uh, Taylor Hawkins. Who's he from? Foo Fighters. Oh,
0: yeah, that guy. He's great.
1: He is one of my dearest friends in the world. Yeah. Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, We're, we're going to go and record more tomorrow, Etty and I. Oh, yeah? Over at Taylor. He is one of the most prolific writers right now in, in rock, uh, uh, you know, in music. Honestly, he just is – his mind loves music so much – he, he, you know music now you know he's in the center where music gravitates around him, really, He's like a gravitational force of music,
0: yeah, as are you, thank you, yeah, so the new like I was talking to the publicist now, your wife, uh, Eddie, is her name, yes, etty etty uh is involved in this kind heaven project, correct?
1: Yes, she is very involved. We sing, well, hold on, off- you want to get her in here, yeah, thank All you. Right. Thank you. That's very kind of you. So, so you're here now with Hey, Perry Farrell. You want
0: Eddie to come up?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, do a musical mm-hmm. interlude, Perry. Mm-hmm. 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 Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. (laughs) Do you know your off Torah? That that was Perry Farrell singing You Gotta Move by the Rolling Stones. You got to to move. move.
0: You got got to move. move. You got to move, child. You got to move. But when the Lord gets ready, you got to move. Oh. <laughs> come on in. Ha, 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 ha. Etty, welcome.
2: Sorry. Thank you. Thank we, you for having you
0: me. You can pull that mic in okay. a little.
1: Yeah, do it, dear. Let's sing a little them, Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going No, you to do don't you don't have to. We'll just <laughs> mm-hmm. you'll get your distance on the mic. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 I don't know. Perfect. Yeah. That's it, right there.
0: So we're about to talk about the the new the new thing. Apparently we talked about your kids. We talked about a little uh, the 17-year-old. We got oh, all that. Oh, God.
2: I actually got very good advice out there. From, oh,
0: uh, really? The, yeah. From the take away,
1: take away his uh, no.
2: iPad. No, no. They say that, you know. If <laughs> Spank you, him. Did he tell you that my son now won't come on tour? Yeah, because, I heard that. Well, they said, well, then let him stay, but make him present you with a plan. You can't
1: just sit around for f- eight weeks. I was going to put you him to work, to, Mark. Well, well, but At the without, jewelry store? No, no. I yeah. was going to tell, look, I tell him, look, we have a family business. Yeah, That's what it is.
0: Mm-mm.
2: It can't be a family thing, nothing related to us. He has to go out, find his own job, yeah. get his job, present it to us, and we may say yes. But you're not going to sit around and do nothing for eight weeks, and that's a privilege. Well, and hey, man, it. It. it's
0: worse than that. I mean. What does he do on the road, though? I mean, if he. It- well, oh.
2: we are, well, he has his little brother that I was sure. hoping that they could. Is you he? Know, is he? Yes, yeah. I was hoping that there will be two of them. And they can explore the city together. Yeah. Whatever the city you guy. go to, exactly, like in Philadelphia, yeah. the monument, sure. D.C. No, <laughs> well, no. A couple of years ago, they did go Pokemon Go. Is oh, that right? That yeah, game? right. right. So yeah, they well, did do that, and I was, I ho- and they're... we're also bringing my. Loves of my life, Me? my puppies oh. on tour, so they would be responsible for taking care of them too. And it's really the last summer because he's going to be a senior next year. Those and then you're
0: going to lose him. He's going to go.
2: Yes. Well, well I well, feel like he's going to go. But then a want- friend of ours said, "Well, they'll always come back." Of course, because financially yeah, they're need
0: not some money.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. A girlfriend of ours who's got children. She's a successful actress. Yeah, you probably know her. We won't say no. names, of course not. But her, tr- her children, she said, she hears our stories, yeah. and her tr- her children are older. Yeah. So she said, "Don't worry about it. They'll come back. They'll come back." They need money. <laughs> I said, how do you
2: know they're going to come back? She said, how
1: else how do they eat?
0: Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so this kind, the, the kind heaven thing, like I didn't realize it was, it's not just a record. It's a record recorded a specific way. Oh,
1: but and- we need to talk about yeah. that right now. Yeah, okay. Uh, so check it out, man. Okay. It is more than a record in that it is a it is a concept. I'm trying to create a global community. Okay. Of of. Of of people that are kind, yeah, do do you know random acts of kindness,
0: yeah, um, and this type of thinking, it, it kind of started with Lola Palooza, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is a community yeah. know, event.
1: We need place where we can uh, celebrate, uh, where these moments are spiritual, spiritual moments of enlightenment. Yeah, you can't get you can you can't get you can't learn about a soul. When you're dealing with a soulless apparatus like a computer, sure, you can only do that with another soul.
0: Yeah, and the Again, kind and you and this is the 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 kind heaven orchestra.
1: Yeah. So this is what we're doing. We made a recording. We uh, of the story. We'll talk. We'll we'll call it a story. Yeah. It is a it is an art project. Yeah. So this art project is multimedia. Yeah. Etty, who is an accomplished dancer ballerina, is working as arti- artistic director, along with well, our friend producer, Kevin Stay. So we brought Kevin yeah. Stay in to help us. Yeah, who has danced. Uh, what, in the dance community, he's legend. Yeah, working with yeah. and bringing in legends. Yeah, uh, well, to work with us on. Well,
2: beyond the legend part, I was. Um, um, you know, I know that. You know, when the they're so stylish. Is, okay. It's more of the up and coming that haven't quite gotten the the yeah. day in the sun, but they're so brilliant. Yeah, but they just haven't quite gotten that shot yet. These are
1: dancers. They're close. No, these are They're crossing um, the threshold of Not just success. dancers, yeah. but
2: more like videographers. Okay. Or um,
1: not producers, but photographers. Choreographers, photographers, de- uh, designers, clothing media. designers, um, makeup artists. And where's all this going to happen? How's
0: this going to work?
1: Well, we're going to start. We
2: have a tour coming up. Um, we're starting in... June, yeah, um, with a residency, a city winery.
1: Yeah, can we but talk if, for a moment about yes. city winery? Because I promised I would talk <laughs> about them for a moment. nice. This is a nice in time. New York, in New York, yeah, and but, Boston. but also in Boston. And okay. I didn't realize and there's there more. There's okay, what um, Memphis,
2: And Tennessee? Yes, and Nashville. Nashville, in, in Nashville, Nashville, Boston. It, I want I, to. I want
1: to say Atlanta. I don't think
0: so. So that's an intimate right. room, though.
1: Right, it's a great room to yeah. start, man, because. Yeah. Again, you see, I don't mind. I like the intimacy. What's happened is the intimacy's gone out. The publicist told me about,
0: you know, not only the the orchestra and this sort of like happening that you're going to tour with, mm-hmm. yeah, with all these different uh, components, yes, and yes. just sort of work it out live with yes. audiences.
2: Right. Well, what we wanted to do is we have two different shows going on. Of yeah. course, there's the. Um, the show's in the U.S. That's in a smaller venue. And yeah. what we wanted to do is we wanted to bring an element of immersive entertainment to yeah. it where there's interactions between yeah. not just on stage and the audience, but out in the foyer, out by the bar, uh-huh. there is entertainment out there, right? Yeah. Is that what—we're still going to do that? Yeah, right. yeah.
1: So so here's, here's how I like to play it. Yeah. I— I have been contacted by spirits before.
0: Yeah. What do they have to say?
1: They they have a lot to say. No, actually, they don't have a lot to say, but they're very direct and to the point. Yeah. So that experience, I want to share, and I want to give other people that same experience. So I want to create an environment where we're all celebrating together and making music and making dance and making art. And there, there are spirits coming. There are spirits coming that lived and uh, uh, played music in the co- and danced at the Cotton Club or that lived in Kansas City yeah. when uh, jazz was first happening sure. and might have seen Charlie Parker, yeah. you know? And all these spirits are coming in and then you know Warhol finds out about it and Jim Morrison and everybody's partying in Dimensions so so what we want to do is you know they always say when you're dealing with immersive theater the trick is to never break the fourth wall right well we are going to take the fourth wall and punch it in the face. And then not that wall goes down and we enter the fifth dimension. Sure. Or we don't enter it. We can go there and come back. We can jump across and come yeah. back. And that's the that is the environment, that's the scene we're trying to set.
0: Now what is the um, what what is this like this uh, media complex you were telling me about in Vegas?
1: Yeah. But but I don't want to get to that yet. Okay. Because the environment. Yes. Let's go. Stick with this okay. for a minute.
0: Stick with the spirits, yes. environment. Yes. <laughs> so fifth what you're fifth dimension. Have, yeah. Yeah. You have you have a
1: band which is an orchestra. Yeah. The orchestra can do. You know, I'll, I'm starting it out, but I'm looking at it like old school Kansas City. You can beat my band. Yeah. You can come up and try, and we're going to get hot in that room, man. And it's going to have dancers in there.
0: And you can invite uh, an ever-changing roster yeah, of musicians. Yeah, you can come out. Yes. Yeah, with my guitar?
1: Yes. Mark Maronite now officially invites you to yeah. collude with kind heaven. Okay. Would you do it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'd just... re-
1: I would be really... You have a nice voice. You okay. kept your
0: uh, yeah, timbre well,
1: in there. You hi. were very good. I hear you're a musician.
0: Yeah, I can do it. I, I can do. You just let know me know. I know you've got
1: a sense of humor, yeah. so I was really <laughs> excited to meet you. But um, let's keep our focus on what that room looks like and feels like and sounds like. Yeah. So um now we've got like great dress man people would be dressing up to the nines you yeah. know um and and dancers that are accomplished and amazing
0: who's the core of the band
1: uh
0: that you're gonna be doing i are yeah. the core of the
1: band and yeah. then um chris cheney now now we look at things like we are a collective right we are we're a group all of us together are scene makers yeah so once you're in the Kind Heaven Orchestra, you're in, you know, you're a member. Yeah. Of the, uh, and you're certainly a member of the Scene Makers Association or the Schma.
0: Yeah. The Schma, of course. To hear. So,
1: where, what's the end game? The end game is I am looking to create and, and make a new scene, man. Yeah. Because what we're up to now is bottle service. Yeah. And that really, uh, I. No. Yeah. You're shaking your head No. I'm shaking my head no. Etsy says no. Could we have bottle service at Kind Heaven? Sure. But we got to give them another reason. Yeah. And it's got to be exciting. Otherwise, you're going to stay on your iPad or your iPhone. Because life... And you'll never leave your damn house.
2: Life experience and life entertainment is the one thing that we still cannot duplicate. Right. In our house, even if you have virtual reality and yeah. whatnot. But there's nothing that compares to being there and experiencing it, yeah, yeah. right? Of yeah. all
1: your favorite things, Etty, what is it that you like to do, aside from be with me? Oh, my God. Cuddling <laughs> kind of like with my dogs. No. I don't know. No. <laughs> yes. no, you said it yesterday. I should have I should have. Oh, what did I say? You said, you know, because somebody was asking her, what is, your, what is your favorite thing to do in the world? And you said, I like to entertain live.
2: Oh yes, yes. No, he said, "What is it I do best?" Yeah, meaning right. of all of my repertoires, I said I like to entertain live. You know, I've clearly, you know, we've shot music videos. I've yeah. worked, you know, in inter- entertainment industry. Yeah. but there's nothing that compares to being live. I mean, it could be a vanity thing. I love instant gratification yeah I mean. you really love,
1: love to have love I will tell you it's fun to get the crowd going her body is is beautiful it is truly a temple and she mm-hmm. she uh she's a great temple
0: so this all sounds very exciting it so is this very is what exciting. the and you're gonna hope that the, the performances of this stuff are going to be you know done like that fully immersive if you can pull it off with yes, city so, winery so, you can be able to do exactly.
1: it exactly so we're limited we're limited in uh, you wouldn't be out. You, you know, look at the tour dates. I would give you um, some space to, to to do anything. I have improvisational actors. Yeah. I have comedians. Yeah. I give them time on stage and off. It's like a
0: full on variety clusterfuck. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I good luck with it. Thank,
1: thank you. you.
0: It sounds very exciting. Thank you, thank you. It was exciting talking to you. Yes, it was. I, it's, nice I think serious. this would probably be the first interview where we did we did, the, the, we did not talk about Jane's addiction or uh-huh. porno. Yeah, no, we park, did a little you asked bit. Asked me
1: about the guys. Yeah. And I told me. <laughs> so I, told great. You I love them.
0: <laughs> Everybody's good. Yeah. Well, I, it sounds very exciting, and it's great talking to you too. Yes. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Buster, what are you doing? All right, that was Perry Farrell. The new record, Kind Heaven, is available tomorrow, June seventh. Get it wherever you get music, Buster. 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 Stay, stay out of the printer. G- this fucking cat, man. All right, look. I told you. All right, so Toronto pre-sale for JFL forty-two is now until tomorrow. I'll be there September nineteenth. You can go to JFL forty-two. The number, jfl42.com. You can go to wtfpod.com to get that link. The pre-sale is today, June 6th through 10 a.m. tomorrow, June 7th. When they go on regular sale, if you're able to get under the wire here and do the pre-sale, uh, the password is 42, that's 42, comics. Okay? All right, I, I don't have time to play guitar today. I got to pack because I'm leaving... For Vermont, but I'm already here. It's hard. It's hard to be in this space. I'm telling you. Boomer lives!